welcome to the Mind Your Leadership podcast. I'm Karen Silk. In this podcast, I will have conversations with thought leaders, CEOs, and managers from various organizations about leading mindfully. We will learn from experienced leaders how they implement mindful leadership in the day-to-day organizational culture, and we will gain tools and skills. So stay with us. Today, I will speak with Gil Eges. First of all, Gil I know from when we were both at high school, so he's a dear friend. But beyond this, Gil Eges is an entrepreneur, investor, and strategic advisor to startup and VCs focusing on high-growth global companies. In his last role at Amdocs, Gil was the VP Head of Innovation, where he led various global initiatives in innovation and ecosystem, building with the private and public sector. For the past eight years, Gil runs his own business, which includes founding, investing, and advising to startup companies in various fields. His territories focused are in Israel, Canada, and Scandinavia. So today we will talk about what does it takes to grow your own business, how to overcome your challenges, and much more. So stay with us. Gil, thank you for joining. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. As I said in the beginning, we know each other. You're a dear friend and we know each other way back from high school. So It's even before junior high school. Junior high school. Preschool, okay. preschool actually. Fifth okay. grade. Okay. Yeah. So my memory, memory is not really good, but <laughs> so we, lo- we know a long way back. So, you know, I know you, your journey and your path, so it's really exciting. And this is why I'm really excited to talk with you in this episode and to share your wisdom and experience in, our, in this episode with our listeners, because actually you really bring a wide perspective. You, you were a leader in the corporate world in Amdocs, and then in the last eight years, you have your own uh, consulting firm and an investor. So I like this holistic perspective, and I think we can learn with, from it a lot. So I will start by asking you if you can share with us the most challenging part for leaders and entrepreneurs to scale and grow the business. What do you see? So it's your point, and maybe it's worthwhile that I share just a little bit of my journey. You know, my resume is definitely not standard. This is why I like it. Yes, (laughs) me too. It took me a while, but me too. I was a leader in an organization in, in the corporate world, did all kinds of roles, and then I left on my own and I have had the opportunity and pleasure to work with startups and entrepreneurs in different stages, both as a consultant and in recent years also as an investor or on behalf of investors. So it's been great. And I have had a chance to see all kinds of entrepreneurs and many successful ones and people that I learned from a lot. And to try and answer your question, I think one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs have in in all stages is to find the right people to work with, to build the right team around them, because you're only as good as your team. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to find people who would be as passionate as you are and will have the same energy, the same set of values. Or if they don't have the same set of values, you, you still find ways to work together. And you know, people sometimes uh, discount 
how important it is to build a strong team. And that's true for a startup at any stage, whether you're just starting your business and you're looking for you know, people to work with, or if you're a $100 million revenue company and you still need to grow. Without having a strong team to support you, to work with you, to make you better, it's just very hard. It's impossible. So, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm asking myself, what is a strong team? Because not every, I think you talked about values and alignment. I think it's a must to have alignment in values. However, you, you don't always find the people who are at the same energy that you are, that act as you will act. And yes, it's challenging to find the right people. So what, what do you mean by saying a, a great team? What, what, do you, what does it mean? Well, you know, I think it's a great question. First of all, they need to have either the skills or the ability to develop the skills that are required to do the job. So you don't always hire by what people are doing today, but what they can become. Mm-hmm. And I think these days, especially when you're working in global environments and sometimes remotely, which is most of the organizations I work with, you know, the ability to actually work as a team, to communicate whether your values, you're in, and you're right, whether you have the same values or not, the ability to communicate openly between the team is extremely important. So, you know, the atmosphere of collaboration within the team is a critical element. If you have someone who's unable to work like that as a team, then it's sometimes really affecting the entire team. And yes, I, you know, energy is a big, is a big, is a big thing. I, I believe in that. People who do not feel passionate or committed to what they do, over time, it gets very hard to, to work with them uh, within a team and they sometimes leave. Or you kind of regret that they joined in a way. So, you know, I'm, I'm interesting because you said, first of all, I agree with you that what's needed within the team player, it's a growth mindset, right? Once Absolutely. you recruit someone, you recruit for the, the potential because we all need to grow and change, to learn new skills. Because otherwise we won't be relevant. And this is the new normal, actually, right? We are living in uncertain times and we don't know what we need to know in two years, but the ability to, to grow and evolve and to dare to take chances and risks, this is what we need as a team player. And another thing that you said, also uh, finding people that are passionate about what they're doing, right? Intrinsic motivation, not only for the external reward, but really connecting to the higher purpose of your company and to your, what makes them feel meaning in the day to day. And the last thing that you said, and I think it's a crucial thing, is the ability to communicate the communication aspect between team members, because we actually can be really different and that's okay. You want a different person from you, right? You want a person with other skills that you will complete you, but you want to be able to communicate in a good way. Otherwise, things won't go forward. What do you think about it? Maybe just a comment about finding meaning, because that's something that I've always, or I keep thinking about, you know, I'm almost 47 and I still don't want to do, I don't know what I want to do when I, uh, when I grow up uh-huh. and it's about finding meaning and what does it mean? And I think sometimes meaning it's not just about what the company does, mm-hmm. but also you can find the meaning within working with the team, within the shared joy of working together and building something together. Even if initially you didn't think that software for a certain element would be what you would do in life, the fact that you're within a team that are doing something together creates a real meaning to you. Or, or if you're a leader and you're helping other people grow and growing yourself in the process, that's also meaning, at least to me. Yes, I, I agree with you. You say meaning, it's not a, it doesn't have to be 
always connected to the higher purpose of, of the company, but each and every one of us gain meaning from different ways, right? So it's maybe by the way we act together, maybe it's the things we do. So you say meaning, it's really differentiated between different people that we can see yeah. it in different ways. And you know, it takes me because I know you and because I know your journey and because you remember I wrote an article that I gave an example of you. I do want to take you to the point that you decided to leave Amdocs. In hindsight, yeah. to reflect upon it and share with us if you can think, why did you decide to leave Amdocs and to go to your own journey? And how do you see your journey from then to now, according to the meaning? aspect and other elements yeah, yeah so i i decided to leave um i think it was eight years ago and it was sort of a thought through process but also something came that really a gut feel that i had to execute on and you know it was at a point of my life that i got promoted you know and you always you know that's the the magical thing about corporations there's always somewhere to get promoted to so you can be a higher ranking than what you were previously and at some points, it, it loses the meaning. So you set yourself these targets that I want to become a director, and then I want to become a senior director, and then I will become a, a VP. And then to me, it felt like, you know, all of a sudden, it felt meaningless, as if it was a, an empty goal. And I wasn't feeling as if I had any uh, real influence anymore. Even though I was getting more and more senior, I wasn't feeling that I've, I've had a lot of influence. And I've had this vision of how I want my life to be, and it started to become very dissimilar to what my reality was. So, you know, I was just doing you know, long work days with many hours of conference calls that I felt were going nowhere. I thought it was time to try something else, and I didn't have a clear direction. And, you know, it, things have evolved over time. I, I tried my own startups, and, you know, there's a lot to talk about and how it actually failed. And then I, I became involved in different ventures and, and with different companies, some more successful than others. But I, I feel that I have much more control over my destiny, even though it's more unclear. It's more uncertain. Uncertain. That's the word. Thanks. It's more uncertain, but I feel that I have more control over my life, which, which I apparently is very important to me. So it's amazing, you know, because as you said, it's really interesting to hear because, you know, I had various conversations with people and I see that some of them, as you said, are going on the, the ranking senior and VP and going and getting the titles. However, it feels like they're disconnecting from themselves and, and they're rationalizing it for themselves that they put a, a goal to do this amount of money. And I feel the emptiness that I'm feeling and instead of looking inside and being honest with themselves and say, okay, what's happening here? Okay, I have all this money, I have this titles, but am I really happy? They're not honest with themselves. So I think it's amazing that you have the, had the courage to look inside and say, okay, I don't know where I'm going. Externally, I have a great job, great uh, position, great uh, conditions, I believe. However, you didn't want to compromise on your life and decided to... Yeah. You know, I remember I, I had coffee with one of my mentors who was an executive in the company and someone that I really appreciate. And I was telling him, I said to him, I want to leave. And he said, well, why would you want to do that? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, look, if you stick around, you're going to get promoted probably in two years time. And then, you know, within 10 years, I was uh, nearly 40 at the time. It was my, my midlife crisis. <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, he said to me, within 10 years, you could, you could pretty much retire. You'll have enough money. You could retire. You could do whatever you want. So do whatever you want at the age of 50. And then I said, but I'll be dead inside for 10 years. Why would I want to do that? And uh, obviously, we agreed to disagree, and I left. And, and it hasn't been easy. It's not always an easy decision. You have to learn your self-worth over time, you know, as, as an independent business owner to actually charge people for your services is something that you learn over time. It's not an easy, initially you, you kind of feel like you're almost, it's unethical to charge money. <laughs> you're cheating them. Yeah, you're like complete, uh, complete imposter syndrome. Uh-huh. And then over time you get more confident and you know, it's back and forth and it's a roller coaster. And like I said, there's been lows, but I, I don't think I ever regretted. And I had a few opportunities to go back into corporate life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I ever regretted it not going back. It's amazing. I connect to the, to the sentence, you know, there's the sentence that say that everybody is dead at the end of their life, but not everybody lives, right? Yeah. And actually you decided not to be dead during life. And I think a lot of us go and uh, sleep and walking, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, have, I still have work to do, but I think on that, on that front, uh, yes, I, I am happy with, uh, with that decision to leave. And now let's go to the part that we're living. It's not always pleasant, right? Sometimes yeah. it's scary. You fail. And you said, I failed a few times. And all of us are failing. I think this is the new abilities that we need to embrace, the ability to fall and go back and find our strength within ourselves and continue even in the face of adversity. So can you share with us something that you learned from one of your failures? Yeah, yeah, sure. And you know, I was thinking about it as I'm, as actually I've been reading your book lately. Uh, which I enjoy very much. And I was thinking about, about the ability to self-reflect and to be completely honest with yourself. You know, as I'm reading your book and, you know, kind of thinking about something that you speak of, which is being really in communication with yourself and attuned to yourself and and the need to self-reflect, I think. And, and as I was talking about the need to work with people and consult people, you know, as a critical thing that uh, entrepreneurs should have. I think when I started my startup, uh, it was about uh, 2016, you know, I could do a whole series of podcasts of, of things that I did wrong mm-hmm. in the process. But in the early days, I think that I was not really in communication with myself enough in terms of why I was doing it and how I should be doing it. You know, if someone asked me, what would be the best advice you could give an entrepreneur is that consult people all the time, talk to as many people. You see people who are always in communication with the surrounding. They learn a lot. They take from these engagements, whatever they need. And I wasn't doing enough of that. And I, I think it was a bit just lack of maturity for me as an entrepreneur, which I, I could have done much better today. That's an amazing insight, I think. I really thought, Hulan, to communicate, I really believe in it, you know, to listen to what we are doing, why we are doing what we are doing. And also the ability to listen to others. You don't have to take everything they say, but only listen and see what resonates within you, right? To let you find you in the way. Yeah. Today on, on the business front, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a, in a juncture of, of a few business decisions that will have impact on my life for the next few years. And I take my time because I feel that I, that I still need to self-reflect before deciding. It's like I don't have the clarity yet to make those decisions. So I'm, at least I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. 
And that's amazing. I feel like telling you come to my retreat in two weeks. I think, you know, it's really important because sometimes we, you know, there's the clouds in the sky and we don't yes. hear. And once we have the courage to be present with the unknown and not to know the answer and give it time and not run, do the next thing, only not to, to avoid being in this uncertainty. This is what actually enables our clarity. And once we find the clarity, we can go forward even quicker. So it's a paradoxical aspect, right? Because usually yeah. we run after a tail and want to show like we are busy, busy, but at the end of the day, it's not really efficient. And Yeah, absolutely. Gil, it's really interesting, our conversation. Let me ask you, I think I know already the answer, but as an investor, you talked about the, the people on the team. Where would you put the money on a startup, on the people? What is the main crucial element that you will look for? Well, you know, I think first of all, there's a standard stuff, okay? The standard stuff is that the person is like, like, like you said, we either has the skills and experience or the growth mindset to, you know, to, to develop those skills and, um, and also have the commitment. So, you know, the, it's just a very long race. And to stay on course for such a long time where there's a lot of disappointments, a lot of hard work and very few successes on the way. You know, it's, you know, you talk to an entrepreneur and you know, it's always like, there's always like a thousand things that you still need to work on, you need to improve. So you need to be very persistent and committed to, to your goal. You, you know, the one that I would add is that I really see maybe two things actually. One, the ability again to work with the environment. So to, to motivate others, to engage others, to work with others, to help you in your goal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's a word, but being coachable is extremely important in my mind. So, you know, it's both the ability to ask questions, but also to get feedback. And again, you have to, you have to pick the people with whom you're uh, working and listening to and taking advice because some people are, you know, could be toxic. And I, I, I really think you should keep those away from you. But the ability to actually get feedback and learn from and, and improve over time is something that I think is really, really important. So back to the growth mindset. So, you know, I think it's, it's amazing. It's even beyond growth mindset. It's the ability not to let our ego lead us, right? Because we need to really be humble and know that we don't know all the answers. And it's okay that I'm even expert in a certain aspect, but I still can grow and evolve and listening to other people and taking it in and learning from it, I think it's uh, the ability really to be mindful and humble and, and not show that I know what the answers. It's changing our yeah. mindset. In a, yeah. I, I, you know, just to give an example, I'm working with a couple of young entrepreneurs, a, a lady and a man. We started about a year ago and the progress that they've made personally and, and the experience that they've gained, it's like light years. And it's just because it's like sponges, you know, you have a discussion, they take notes the next day or the next time we meet, they implement and constant improvement. And it's a, to me, it's inspiring. I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm quite jealous of them, of that, of that skill on how much they are learning and progressing because of that humility and, and growth mindset combined. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I can agree with you that it's a crucial, crucial element. Gil, before we wrap up, I think you gave a lot of tips from a conversation for what it's important 
for entrepreneurs and leaders to embrace the growth mindset, the ability to listen to themselves and others, to communicate. I really, I couldn't agree more because as you read my book, you understand how much communication is a crucial element as I see it in business, connecting to ourselves, others, and learning from the environment. Is there anything else that you think that you want to share with our listeners that you, I didn't ask you, that you didn't say? Well, you know, maybe, maybe something just in the context of the current reality, you know, we're, we're in a time of, I think we're getting into a fairly uncertain economic time right now, which especially for entrepreneurs and, and, and startup companies could be quite um, challenging. challenging and risky. And, and I think the, the need to continuously evaluate reality and examine where we are where the company is and self-reflect and change course and adjust to changing uh, conditions in the market and in the team and in yourself is extremely important because sometimes, you know, it's very tiring to ask questions. You know, you kind of say, okay, here's, this is my answer. I'm going to run like that now for a year and, you know, see where we are. Life is too dynamic. And if you don't really continuously ask yourself, even though there's a cost, even mentally, there's a cost to continue asking the questions, you're at risk. And so don't be afraid to continuously challenge, revisit what you're doing, revisit your strategy, revisit your plans, especially when the market is changing quite dynamically. It will eventually help you and your team. And by the way, do it with your team. And it helps you to become much more resilient to whatever is happening out there. That's a great, great tip and a really crucial one to be able to pivot, right? And not continue with the plan in head that it's not connected to the reality. Yeah, don't be fixated. For sure. Gil, I really enjoyed the conversation. I can continue for hours. Before we need to wrap up, I want to ask you, where can people reach out and find you? Well, there's my um, LinkedIn profile, which is just my name, Gil Agus, so G-I-L-E-I-G-E-S. Or uh, my, you know, at my company website, which is canico.ca. And there's the contact us or my email, gil at canico.ca. And then if they really need to, they can reach out to you and you know where to find me. Gil, yeah. thank you very much for it. Thank your you. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. You're invited to subscribe to our podcast in order to know when we upload a new episode and follow us on social media. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.